Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is the NXT after Stand and Deliver WrestleMania weekend. The afterglow, the aftermath, the hangover, if you will. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I am Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa talk about nxt tonight a new era of nxt a new champion so many changes yet some things remain the same now after cody rhodes devastating loss on sunday at wrestlemania and his beat down at the hands of brock lesnar last night um i ask for respect for uh, alfred kanawa who is clearly in mourning and is going to need some time to process these developments in the career of one cody rhodes Absolutely, Mr. Glenn. I am in mourning. I am coming to you tonight with a broken heart. Uh, very, very crushing defeat from Cody Rhodes. Uh, also, a tad hungover, which is why I'm wearing sunglasses, but but mostly mourning uh, because WWE made one of the worst decisions in the history of this company. I am mourning Cody Rhodes' defeat. I'm also mourning the end of the Triple H era and the beginning of the toxic Vince era where fans will be turning on this product. They will be rejecting Roman Reigns like when he was a babyface. And I am just heartbroken, Glenn, and I'm going to need you to carry me through this podcast because I don't know how I have been able to continue for the last couple of days, let alone today, in terms of Cody Rhodes losing and me being a happy, healthy man that I traditionally am. It's pretty crazy, right? I mean, just thinking about where we were a scant 72 hours ago. Think about Sunday. Think about Sunday morning. Woke up in the afterglow of WrestleMania night one where Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn got it done and defeated the Usos. Huge pop. One of the biggest pops I've ever heard in my life when they finished their story. Amazing, amazing, amazing WrestleMania night one. Amazing NXT stand and deliver earlier that day. In fact, something that I would say was up there was, I mean, and NXT always brings it, but man, riding so high Sunday morning, you uh, open the Twitters. You open the web and it's like, oh, what? what's this? What's this headline? WWE to be acquired by Endeavor and merge with UFC. What, what, the, what, the what now? Well, let's see how WrestleMania plays out today. And then by the end of the night, what is going on? Where are we? Is up, up, is down, down? Uh, Monday, know. let's see, m- Monday, night after, they're going to contextualize it. We're going to have some surprises, some pops. They're going to end the weekend feeling good. And instead, they ended it with Cody Rhodes, America's sweetheart, just being destroyed by one Brock Lesnar at the end of a Raw that was uh, puzzling, to say the least. Yes, uh, we will get into that with our news, but I I just want to spend a little bit more time on Cody Rhodes. I love that Eric Douglas sarcastically and facetiously, of course, put out, Alfred, Cody has to struggle more, apparently, which is what I've been seeing. Uh, And I think it's so hilarious from these Roman Reigns truthers who are saying that It's only been a year and Cody Rhodes hasn't had enough adversity to be champion where Cody Rhodes was as hot as he was breaking the records he did. I think it's hilarious that WWE is booking Cody Rhodes like a black man 
in that he has to keep waiting his turn, just like Kofi had to wait for 11 years, just like Big E had to wait for nine years. Bobby Lashley had to wait for 16 years. It's just never good enough. Kofi, Cody Rhodes was perfect. He was the perfect person in the perfect situation, but just wasn't perfect enough. So now he, like a black athlete, has to work twice as hard to get half as far. This thing about Cody Rhodes needs to struggle more and wait more, and it's only been, whether it's four months or a year, whatever clock you want to use. Let me give you a little bit of context about people who have to quote unquote struggle. The biggest backlash I have ever seen for somebody not getting put over is when the fiend Bray Wyatt did not win the WWE championship at Hell in a Cell. Do you remember that night, Glenn? I do indeed. Yes. Do you remember? It was the only time I've ever seen in the history of WWE fans get together and chant AEW. They chanted <laughs> refunds. They were ready for the fiend to beat Seth Rollins. No wrestling, quote unquote, writer, fan, journalist, animal, giraffe, no wrestling person or individual in the world will tell you that Seth Rollins Winning via ref stoppage was the right decision. Nobody will tell you that The Fiend shouldn't have won that title, okay? The Fiend mm. debuted in July. That pay-per-view was in October. That's three months. So all these rules that people seem to all of a sudden have for Cody Rhodes has to wait a year. He has to wait this long. He has to wait that long. All those rules are bullshit spin from the Roman Reigns truthers because The Fiend, according to all these fans who freaked out when he lost, didn't have to wait a year. He was ready then. Okay, so I don't want to hear this narrative. And I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more friendly little story. There was once a wrestler, fairly popular, same origin story as Cody Rhodes. He was in WWF. He was pretty good. He left the territory. He got over all across this country. He comes back after being undeniable. After only one month, not a year, not four months, not two years, after only one month, he becomes WWF champion. And that man's name was Hulk Hogan. Kind of worked out for WWE, didn't it? Became the biggest draw. Not because he had to follow rules. They didn't even tell a story for why he turned babyface. Bob Backlund came out and said, no, no, no. Hulk's a good guy. That was his face turn. There was no story. There was no long story that had to go on forever like what Triple H said. He just came back and he was the guy. So they put the title on him. Just like they put the title on Brock after five months. Just like they put the title on Kevin Nash after one year in the business when he was greener than the inside of my wallet. I don't want to hear anything about how Cody Rhodes has to wait or struggle to be champion. Everybody knows that there were 65,000 people in that stadium waiting for Cody Rhodes to be champion. It doesn't matter what the time limit is. There's no rules for that. There's you're hot, you pull the trigger. And they didn't, and they failed. That's what happened. Alfred, I'm still waiting for you to uh, take my idea and write that article about how Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, and Roman Reigns mirrors the 2016 presidential election. You know what? I love that you said that. And I'm going to write that article because I do think that it's funny because all these rules that people have all of a sudden for Cody, where he has to wait, apparently, because he just has to wait a year. Unlike well, all the times we've seen people not have to wait, he has to wait because I feel like women and minorities always get put these rules on. And I'm seeing Cody Rhodes lose. He is the Hillary Clinton of WWE in that he is the most overqualified person in his first WrestleMania main event to not win the title. He's the most overqualified person who should have won who did not win. So he is Cody Rodham Clinton. I'm writing that article. I'm telling you, and the chat, this is the problem. This is the problem when as wrestling fans, we convince ourselves um, so much that something is going to happen. That it's just very easy to have them say, you know what, we're not going to do that. That's what you think. You know what I mean? You almost don't want to go with uh, the conventional wisdom because I and I do think uh, Vince and I think Triple H to an extent have a contrarian attitude of wanting to surprise you to the point that they're willing to disappoint you just because you didn't see it coming. You know, it's like it's like a dad 
that says like they think we're going to Disneyland, but oh boy, do I have uh, do I have a swerve planned for them? You know, we're, we're gonna go to the Anaheim farm. Yeah, no, we're we're gonna go to the Anaheim farmers market instead, yeah. and just sort of you know hang out, buy some artisanal honey. That'll teach those kids to get their hopes up. Yeah, man. What's ironic about it is you're right about the swerve and the surprise thing, but. To this point, we've talked about it several times on this podcast. It's been predictable and in a good way in that yeah. they've built up these long, drawn out, intricate stories that are actually very simple in the way that they pay off. And the payoffs, when they're expected, there's a big pop. We saw that with Sami Zayn. We saw that with even Rey Mysterio winning his match. And these mm -hmm. are some of the biggest pops I've ever heard. You know, the top 10 pops that I've ever heard in wrestling, I bet you seven of them came from WrestleMania weekend. And most very of them were good. because something happened that you expect when Rio won that match, I mean, I thought I was going to go deaf, okay? Because that's what we were expecting. And Cody Rhodes at the end, that's what we were expecting. And I think it's very fitting that the end of the Triple H era, because we're in the Vince era now, ended with an ugly defeat and an ugly scene where fans are now turning on the product and fans are now getting very angry with WWE as we will get into the news. And I think it's a very fitting ending if this is going to be the last night of the Triple H era. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens with this uh, and where it all goes. I'm uh, curious. I mean, look, I think I'm reasonably certain Cody is going to beat Brock and then um, we'll get his, his chance and we'll ultimately defeat Roman. At least I think that was the plan. Now with Vince back in charge, all no. bets are off. That's what the funny thing about these truthers. Oh, one year, you got to wait. No, the wait is over. The time is up. The Triple H era is ended. It's not only yeah. Cody's clock that ran out. It was Triple H's clock. It's the Vince era now. So there's no, he's got to wait more. We are in a new time period. And while I do think Cody Rhodes is actually more likely to win under Vince's rule, do you think that Vince McMahon has a one-year plan to put Cody Rhodes over as WWE champion? And even if he does, do you think he'll stick to it? Vince McMahon, as we'll get into, can't even stick to a one-hour plan. So I don't want to hear anything about a story continuing, okay? By the time Cody Rhodes wins the title, it'll be a desolate WWE where Vince has run off of the fans and it won't mean nearly as much, which is also what they do with Black Talent, like how Bobby Lashley didn't win the WWE title until we were in the middle of a fucking pandemic and nobody mm. was in the building. So he's going to win a discount version of the WWE Championship under Vince McMahon once he's run everybody out. And all these truthers who think that Roman Reigns has to be champion forever and Cody Rhodes has to wait his turn, you come back to me when you're in the half-broken version of WWE after Vince McMahon has run off everybody when he's made I don't know, uh, uh, the Hornswoggle champion. You tell oh. me when Cody Rhodes beats Hornswoggle for that title in a year, you tell me that this was a good payoff, that it's a good thing that we waited an extra year. I mean, Swoggle could use the money. I mean... Absolutely could. I mean, it might be a good match. Who knows? I think Cody can carry Hornswoggle to a great wrestling match. That's how talented Cody Rhodes is, and that's why he should be the WWE champion right now. Well, I think the question is... See, I think this is going to be like a sadder version of the bum ass Corbin story because mm. it's not going to be played for laughs. I mean, let me ask you what happens first, polka dots or makeup, oh which, God. which, what do they do first to knock him down further thinking actually? Okay. So on a weird level and Vince McMahon, look, there's a bajillion, bajillion. There's, there's more legitimate criticisms of Vince McMahon than there are dollars involved in this merger. But, um, I could see him saying, oh, no, this is the story. This is the story. We're going to beat him down and beat him down and debase him and degrade him oh. and humiliate him. But then because Vince is freaking nuts, uh, it could be. So and then there's a payoff. He wins a title like, no, we're just going to do this. 
Yeah, you would think that this, it's just insane. And you know, let's just get into this because uh, we're going to continue this yeah, discussion. Yeah, we got news. Let's we get got some news. context. To yeah, it. and let's let's we got some super chats. Just wanna just wanna uh, shout out our audience. So great tonight. Great numbers for Tuesday. I know we're all stoked about NXT. Stand and Deliver was an amazing show. And you want to talk about great surprises. Oh, yeah. Stand and Deliver brought us some phenomenal surprises. I mean, Wesley retaining the championship. Uh, Indy Hartwell becoming the index. NXT Women's Champion. Right? In the Index Reunion. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller. I mean, that match was phenomenal. We had a feeling Melo was going to win. We had a feeling the women's tag titles were going to change. Men's tag titles, huge surprise there. Um, Chase U was retaining. Ava Rain did not go over in her debut match, much to the conventional wisdom. Uh, just NXT Stand and Deliver was phenomenal. If you haven't watched it, go back. It will it'll put a smile on your face and uh, make you forget for a moment the hellscape we live in on the main roster. But uh, we're going to get into NXT tonight. We're going to get into the news. But first, Fat Matt with a $5 super chat saying, Wade Barrett quoted Issa on SmackDown. She asked a question night one, and she was one of the very few that predicted Roman Reigns would win. Issa was the MVP of WrestleMania 39. She got that precog, that precog ability. Um, there was no MVP of WrestleMania 39, <laughs> night two. There was zero MVP. Snoop you know Dogg. what? There was an MVP. Snoop it was Dogg. MVP. The only MVP on WrestleMania 19 was MVP himself. I was going to say Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know Snoop what? Dogg, That's a good yeah. call. That's a good call. He worked on the fly. I love that. Uh, like, look, here's the thing. Can you get to the bottom of this with your contacts? Can we get a story, the untold story of what was planned for Shane, Shane McMahon's return and his role in the company? What that was supposed I, to be? Because this was the most Kendall Roy shit ever. Yeah. In And he, he probably thought company's selling now's the time re-inject myself into the storyline i'm gonna be a power player i understand ufc i said we should buy a ufc 25 years ago shane was like this is my moment i'm back baby until he wasn't and you know what it was like and i hate to say this because i feel really bad for what happened but it reminded me like the pain he was in um and i like just uh, remember remember the the famous viral grape stomping video where the woman yes. fell and hurt herself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Shane looked like that's what was happening. It was, could you, I mean, like you, you have to laugh because otherwise you want to just cry yeah. uh, for this uh, son of a billionaire um, who ain't doing so bad himself. But I mean, just what a humiliating moment uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleFan with the super chat saying, Glenn, this is the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal moment again. Tell us if fans could do something. Sponsors Endeavor. Vince will ruin the creative again. Look. If you don't like this company, number one thing you could do is stop watching and stop talking about it. I think it would they be... probably will. If you want to support NXT, I think NXT is a great way to support talent and support the, the non-Vince for now. There's something Vince doesn't have his hand in as much. I think you could support AEW. I think you could support yes. your indie promotion. You could support MLW. You could support NWA. You could support Impact. Like, there's a lot of wrestling out there. But the thing is... Um, you know, I don't know the sponsors are going to take note. I think it's premature. There is uh, some shareholder action in the form of a lawsuit about, but I don't think it's going to be enough to block the merger. And again, I know nothing about the finance side of things because these things are, are semi-common from what I understand. But look, the stock is up. So I don't know, short of, short, short of uh, getting together, you and a couple you know, million of your friends to pool together a hundred bucks each and buy a bunch of the stock and, and sell it. I don't think there's any... Uh, I don't think there's any uh, uh, major impact that the fans could have on the bottom line. And I'm not even sure what that would do. I just assume that would be bad. 
Yeah, and Vince McMahon has already pulled off this comeback. It's been a masterful job that he's done getting back into this company, you know, yeeting the shareholders and the board members who got him out of the company, coming back as an employee, then coming back as a chairman. And now he's sold the company and he's a big executive and back to being the chairman with a lot of power in WWE. And oh, by the way, he's making more money now because the valuation of this new UFC WWE merger is $21 billion. So Vince McMahon, I mean, just, just is unkillable. He is immortal. He is inevitable. I'm not celebrating this necessarily. I'm just saying, and to your point about supporting AEW, I agree with that. And I'd like to reveal one of the first things I did after Cody Rose lost and they did that bullshit finishes followed QT Marshall. I had a lot of bullets in the chamber for QT. Are I you going to fly out? Roast jokes. Are you guys going to have a moment? Share some I charcuterie? I do not know. We can break bread or Send some cracker-free charcuterie. I would like to invite him over so that we can ask so we can do that, okay? But I will not be slandering QT Marshall on the Pro Wrestling Bits YouTube channel or on Twitter. Uh, I would like to extend a peace treaty uh, after what WWE has pulled Alfred, and following QT Marshall. I think you need to send some charcuterie to QT and the boys. I should. And send, send TK a sausage log or something. It'll be all crackers on the plate and no sausages, but it'll be delicious. <laughs> Maybe a couple of cheese cubes. Maybe a couple of cheese cubes. I think you'll like that. Uh, Eric Douglas saying, uh, Alfred, Cody has to struggle more. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Uh Randy, $5, saying, Alfred, do you agree with Cody fans boycotting WWE? Cody is like his dad dealing in hard times, Bob. <laughs> hard times, baby. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm going to keep that same energy because I know when Sammy lost, and I feel your pain, Glenn. I think that we are kindred spirits in that way now. When he lost, I did say that you need to trust in the storytelling and you need to kind of move forward with WWE. They have always had the right answer. I still do believe that to a degree with Triple H running the day-to-day -day creative, as long as that's the case. But the thing is, as I will now get into, is Vince McMahon is firmly in charge of WWE Raw. He wasn't necessarily overseeing every single thing, but he was approving scripts. He was tearing up scripts. Things were being changed on the fly. And if you watch WWE Raw last night, you saw a lot of things that we haven't seen in a while. There was a Seth Rollins segment that I did see him off camera, seeming like he had no idea what he was supposed <laughs> to do or say. This was during commercial. Just freaking out, okay? Because I had very good seats. Uh, and uh, it was watching Seth Rollins and he did not seem like he knew what was going on. Uh, women's segments were apparently cut. Uh, quote unquote, several of the women on the roster grew frustrated with the adjustment according to this report. Uh, Vince McMahon uh, on Monday was clearly running things. He was taking over a gorilla position. He was making changes throughout the show. And this was a very disheveled Raw, which led to a trend of worst Raw that trended people were furious. And I want to give you some more trending topics coming out of WrestleMania and Raw. Immediately after Cody Rhodes lost, Horrible was trending. Trash was trending. On Monday night after Raw and people hated, Fire Vince was trending. WWE Women Deserve Better was trending. So now this cooperative crowd that we've seen for the past year when they were telling Cody Rhodes' story, now that they haven't finished the story effectively, now that Vince McMahon seems to be back in charge, we are reverting back to that era where fans were turning on the product. Fans were not going along with WWE storytelling. There was no trust, and it seems to have all happened over a 24-hour period. Mm. So Vince McMahon being back in charge, all these people saying that you got to wait a year, it's going to be a different WWE for the next year, and I am very terrified for it. Glenn? Well, we'll see. I mean, look, we know Backlash is going to do monster business, them coming back to Puerto Rico, but I think six weeks from now, let's see where live event numbers are at. Are they still announcing their biggest gate ever in a city? Uh, you know, that will be telling fat Matt $2 saying when Roman reigns won, I threw up my ones, but a different finger. Yeah, uh, me too. Oh yeah. Fat Matt. Yeah. Brandon Hall, $5 saying my man, Alfred preaching straight facts tonight. Thank you. It's, it's heartbreak and passion. It's a combination. Uh, 
Bellu saying after how they booked Cody, why do I watch WWE? I mean, look, Raw is a tough Raw is a tough show to get through. It's three hours long. I dipped out for the Quantum Leap season finale last night, which was awesome. Uh, but I came back uh, because I was having some stream issues with that. So I came back just to watch the the Cody Brock tag. And uh, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, again, you have to laugh because otherwise you just want want to cry. Uh, Malik Black, Buck 99, saying Braun Spear sent Melo to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, um, right the ending. And Bigfoot Sneakerhead 499 saying the only way things are going to change is if you stop watching the product. The way things are going now, I might have to. Look, I fully endorse. Uh, I stopped watching Monday Night Raw. I liked wrestling more when I did that. I think SmackDown is an easy watch, but it's because that's where the storytelling has been streamlined. And I think NXT is a phenomenal product. I think the NXT we saw tonight, God forbid Vince McMahon even remembers that NXT is a thing because um said it before. It is the best, you know, in my mind, it is the best, most consistent, and my favorite promotion in all of professional wrestling right now. Yes, it was a very good show tonight. It was it was felt more like a Raw After Mania than Raw After Mania. And uh, I'd like to shout out Issa, uh, who is now quoting everybody after WrestleMania by saying, what is this? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what is this, Issa? What the hell is this? Why the hell would they do this? They have screwed the pooch. And oh, AEW has an opening. Listen, I would be scared if I'm AEW because this new WWE UFC powerhouse with two of the the two biggest super agents in the world now working together, I'd be terrified from Tony Khan and AEW. They should really be very nervous for what WWE is going to become. Because while I do think the creative is going to go to dog shit and it's going to suck, I do think that WWE is going to make a lot, a lot of money. And I do think that they're going to have even more ways to counter AEW. Listen, they could counter program AEW with UFC shows now. You know, Vince McMahon can go to his buddy Ari and say, hey, you know that John Jones fight you guys got planned? Well, AEW has a pay-per-view that night. Why don't you do it then? So I would be very terrified if I'm AEW at the possibilities between UFC and WWE. At one point, they're just going to be toying with AEW. But uh, but I still follow QT Marshall on Twitter. You can do it, little buddy. Well, Tox Kazim spent... Four dollars and ninety nine cents of their hard earned money, and Alfred, I want you to do the honors of reading the super chat. Okay. Four ninety nine. Toxic. Vince served us a pizza with mushrooms smeared with dog shit. You're right, Tox. That's exactly what it was. And you know what? That would have actually been delicious compared to what WWE and Vince served us. I thought Raw after Mania was horrible. I thought we are in the toxic Vince McMahon era, okay? So if you want to wait for that story to be told, it's going to be a Dr. Seuss book that doesn't make sense with half the pages ripped out because he changed the script on the fly. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be a terrible Dr. Seuss book. I like Dr. Seuss in some of his books, but this is not the story they're supposed to be telling. And the Tornado Anthony Y with a $1.99 super chat saying Alfred Raw comes back to Wichita, Kansas on June 12th. Uh, Tornado, Anthony. get some, uh, you got, got to get a good sign going for that. You know what, Tornado, just sign. tear it all up. You know, come through that Raw and just end the whole company. Tear it all up. Blow the whole thing up with your Tornado so that it can start over from scratch. End that title reign so that they can forget about their stupid history, which is fake. And it's so funny that people keep talking about this dumbass history of Roman Reigns. What's so impressive about a guy going to the beach? He's not going to be in Puerto Rico. He's barely on television. He doesn't show up to most of the pay-per-view. Oh, but he's been champion for a 1,000. No, he's been on the beach for 800 days, and he's wrestled for 200 of them. It's not that impressive to have a world title for a thousand days if you're only on television for 20 of them okay this guy's not an impressive screw your history and your brunos and stuff like that it's a different era just put the title on cody rhodes when he had the chance but that window closed and they're screwed 
Well, that being said, tune in to Friday's Wrestling Inc. podcast where we'll talk about SmackDown and Alfred's favorite new show on Friday nights, AEW Rampage. Yeah, we're, no, we're going to lead with Rampage. And if we have time, then we'll talk about SmackDown. Oh, wow. Then we'll talk about Portland. Uh, so what's in the news? WWE Raw, despite our angst, and this might be the last hurrah, 2.26 million viewers. Of course, that was the same day the WWE sale was announced. So WWE all over the headlines. And obviously, it was also the Raw After Mania, which always is the highest rated show of the year. But this is the highest rated show in about three years. Highest wow. rated since February of 2020. 2.26 million total. 991,000 in the key demo, which is up 37% over the prior week. Total viewership up 23%. So the numbers are still good. I do expect WWE to remain hot for a time period. But if too much time goes by when it becomes apparent that Vince McMahon is in charge, that scripts are being torn up, that that one-year story, that two-year story, that three-year story that Vince and WWE has to tell, if it becomes apparent that that's not going to be told, those viewers will flee. They will yeah. run to another company and they will not stick around. You keep playing with this fan base. I, I have to admit, last night I tuned into Raw. I thought it was a weird coincidence that uh, Real One stepped away from MLW that same day with Vince being back <laughs> I was watching Raw thinking, it could happen. Uh, but no, they need to... Uh, WWE needs to do something. Look, I, I mean, I know... I get the disappointment with Cody. I really don't like how the women were treated last night with uh, those tournament qualifiers... Uh, with Bailey being cut, like it's you know I, I don't like the fact that we had like the commercial free first hour that featured one minute and like twenty seconds of actual wrestling. Yeah, and let's talk about Bailey really quick. That's our final news yeah. story. Bailey made a very cryptic tweet that people don't know what to make of. She tweeted, "And sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end." Bye. Now, Damage Control was on Raw last night. Bailey was conspicuous by her absence. There is now rampant speculation that Bailey might be done with the company. She might be taking a break. She might have gone full Sasha Banks like her best friend and just walked out. So Bailey will remain conspicuous by her absence until she shows back up. But I think it's a story to follow to see if Bailey comes back to TV, to see if she's frustrated. I mean, it was a great WrestleMania weekend, but I will say what they had planned for Bailey in this Legends Hodgepodge. All the women involved in that match, I really do think were kind of shortchanged in terms of their placing on the card. And you look at this big WrestleMania with these big crowd reactions, and they're in this, what I thought was a throwaway three-on-three match. Yeah. Um, so Shayna did get injured, so now mm -hmm. Shayna and Ronda are not the number one tag team contenders. Yeah, something's going on with Shayna. If you were there live, uh, they were really working on Shayna as a trainer for most of this match. And Ronda Rousey already was limited because she had a broken arm and she barely did anything. So the team of Ronda and Shayna were essentially a mash unit. And Shayna, the finish, she just came in there limping with her ankle taped, clearly injured. And it just looks like this team will not be moving forward. Really been a snake-bitten return for Ronda Rousey ever since she came mm. back for this run. Yeah. Um, let's see. So... I mean, Randy, I'll, I'll modify this. That's saying, you know, if Vince doesn't retire, he is going to be running WWE until his timely passing. I agree. I think, you know, he's, to quote Vince McMahon himself, he said, I will die in the chair. Vince McMahon is a man. This is why I never believed he was going to fully retire. I don't think you a don't lot think of people did. You know, I think uh, he might have meant it in another way when everything gets uncovered and the details come out, you know. Oh, I see. Oh, well, I mean, that, <laughs> that could be another type of death. 
We need levity where we can find it, folks. Yeah, uh, we do. Balu uh, saying Cody losing was a poetic sign of the crap ahead. I mean, look, I think all yep. last night was. Foreshadowing. Like, yeah, like, look. And, and this is what I would say. Whether you're a fan of Roman, fan of Cody, fan of Sammy, whatever. I think that there are larger issues with Vince being in control. They're, they will manifest themselves in ways that upset different people individually. But I would just say that eyes on the prize with the real harmful factor is, yeah. you know, it's not just about your fave isn't getting booked or airtime. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of layers to this Vince McMahon return, layers that he was able to cancel. And that's some of the problem with fake outrage is it all becomes white noise to where this 24-hour news cycle and people freaking out all goes by the wayside for just about everything. And if you're somebody like Vince McMahon, who benefited from the fact that he does own this whole company, was able to get himself back in there by bending the rules, uh, then he's able to benefit from the fact that people's outrage will only last so long, it seems, for some of these things, which uh, we're seeing it manifest now. And, you know, shout out to Issa, because we were hanging out last night in Inglewood in L.A., California, after Raw downtown. We were hanging out with Juicy Finell, uh, MLW star, and all kinds of great people. Shout out to Baby Huey and just stellar Justin Lopez, all the people who came through. Had a great time. And, and you know, some of my greatest friends are Roman Reigns truthers. But they're the only people who seem to be in agreement with this decision. You Roman Reigns truthers, I want you to do me a favor. Look around you. I'm going to take my glasses off for this. Look around you. Look at the tenor. Look at the chats in here. Look at on Twitter. Look around you at the environment of wrestling fans and whether or not it's overall a happy environment because Cody Rhodes didn't, didn't win and Roman Reigns is still champion. Or is this a sad, toxic environment now that we're headed into this era? Look around you at this environment, pass your loyalty to Roman Reigns, and honestly tell me that we are better off now in WWE. I mean, look me in my eyes and tell me that. I I think with Triple H in charge, based on Triple H at the press conference, and even Roman was being strangely out of kayfabe at the press conference. Uh, shout out to Nick Houseman, by the way. For- yeah, shout out to Nick. He's the only journalist in there. These press conferences fake AEW media scrums and the press conferences are all fake. And Nick Houseman's always the only one who asks these real questions. So shout out to him. I mean, it was just, it was a great moment, but um, I think based on what Triple H said, I think, I think raw would have ended the same way. I think though, the overall show and the way they got there, people might've felt better about that. Yes. You know, or, or a little more promising. Now they're worried. They're worried because of who's driving the car, you know? It's funny. This is the worst time to put Roman Reigns over because people going into Raw after Mania were already kind of on edge. And this just blew the floodgates open. So it'll be interesting to see these crowd reactions moving forward because it's been a while since we've seen a crowd that did not participate. You know, everybody thought they were going to turn on Cody. That didn't happen because it's a friendly crowd that trusted WWE. That trust is out the window in the span of 24 hours. Yeah. Well, Sheet Black 499 wants to know the real news. Alfred, did you honor your bet with Issa and how much was the bill? Listen, uh, I uh, purchased a fireball shot for Issa and, uh, and we exchanged many of drinks last night. One of the reasons I'm wearing these glasses and I'm half hungover and half alive right now. But I did not honor the bet by going to Applebee's. Or I mean, we were going to go to Olive Garden, of course. But I will. That bet is still there. I'm sure there are going to be time. I know Double or Nothing is seven weeks away. Soon. I will honor the bet. You guys will all be the first to know when I honor that bet. I will purchase one breadstick for Issa that we share at an Olive Garden whether it's Las Vegas, whether it's on the West Coast, whether it's in Puerto Rico, which I might go to. I will order one breadstick for Issa and we will share it to honor my bet of Cody Rose losing to Roman Reigns. And Tim Mickles, dollar nine and super chat saying, talk your ish, Alfred, LOL. Oh yeah. 
Uh, so, okay. Let's talk about NXT. Like we said, love me some Tim Nichols, by the way. Love me some Tim Nichols. And I love a lot of people who I met this weekend. It was a great WrestleMania weekend. This is a terrible ending, but it was a wonderful, beautiful WrestleMania weekend where I met so many people who I've known for, including Nick Hausman. Me and Nick Hausman, I've known each other for years, okay? And, and I finally met him, and he's just as tall as I am. He's a great mm. guy. He's exactly how I expected him to be in real life, and just a wonderful soul. Shouts to House of Wrestling. Uh, Bigfoot Sneakerhead 499 saying, if I was Triple H, I'd create my own wrestling company and start stealing talent from WWE and AEW. I would watch it. I mean, he's getting a $5 million bonus uh, for the last couple months. Actually, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird how Triple H, I bet you Shane, Shane McMahon is making more money from this sale than Triple yeah. H might be. And Triple that's, H has to actually work for it. A funny point. I would like to know what, because I believe Shane is still being paid... He was being paid as a performer, I believe. I don't think he has any more shares in the company when I last saw the SEC files. Mm. I don't. Okay. But I do okay. think the Triple H does, and he will get broken off. So that has been a narrative for a while now, especially when Triple H was ousted from NXT, which is funny because now he's going to get the same things playing out with WWE now, where he's probably going to get ousted from WWE. All of his talents are going to get fired all over again. It's going to be the same thing playing out on the main roster. Uh, and a lot of people always say, oh, he should start his own company. I mean, it costs a lot of money to start a wrestling company. Even if you are a billionaire with $1 billion, it'll be too much probably to start uh, a wrestling company. So I don't see that happening, uh, but I do see Triple H remaining around. And hopefully we are in a situation where he does day-to-day -day and Vince McMahon is a GM and they keep him at bay. But I think you and I both know that's not going to happen. And Fat Matt, $2, saying Vince McMahon's a genius, sell for dollars, run it down, <laughs> back to sense. Just... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. It's like he does with his career. It's funny. He's treating WWE the way he treats his own life is that he gets himself into these horrible scandals that you think, oh, this is it for Vince. They literally made a documentary called The Nine Lives of Vince McMahon. And all these genius journalists, at the end of the documentary, they asked them one by one, do you think this is it for Vince McMahon? And the geniuses were like, yeah, this is it. That's it. He's done. <laughs> no, he's never done. This is Thanos. He came right back and he rebuilt his life and his career, just like WWE, where he goes away and uh, he has to come back and he goes away. We're going to see this for the rest of his life. So, NXT Stand and Deliver, you were there in the building. Any uh, highlight moments from that? Uh, before then, it was running in uh, oh. to Cisco at Wale Mania. Wale Mania was lit. I had the time of my life at Wale Mania. And I might go to Wale Mania in Philly next year just to go to Wale Mania and then come back home mm. uh, because that WrestleMania by then is probably going to be horrible. It'll be Hornswoggle and Cody in the main event with Vince in charge for that WrestleMania. So I'll probably go to Wale Mania. Stand and Deliver was an incredible show. I did not go live. There was just too mm. much on my plate um, and I didn't want to have to get stuck in traffic, which I'm glad I would definitely have been late for WrestleMania had I had gone there uh, live, but it was an incredible show to watch on TV. I loved the Index reunion. That was a standout moment, huge pop. I loved the double swerve. I was very surprised as they put The Rock's Daughter's debut on, on the pre-show. I'm very surprised mm -hmm. at that, but I actually loved that match. And Schism, by the way, the word on the street is that the two members of the Schism, who used to be known as the Grizzled Young Vets, have put in their request for a release, and they were not on this show tonight. Uh, but I thought Stand Deliver was an incredible show. It felt like a takeover. Johnny Gargano versus Grace Grayson Waller, who's incredible, by the way. I interviewed Grayson Waller. I'll have it up in my uh, channel. He's incredible, incredible in interviews. I thought that was a great match. I thought the five-way was an incredible match. This was a brilliant show. I love the show. Yeah, it was very good. Um, I did see a report that the uh, schism was intact on a level up taping today, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, I'm Airbuck99 saying uh, VKM thinks the stuff doesn't stink. Raw sucked it's so funny you think he learned his lesson like this man sat back and i don't know i can i find it hard to believe he was not watching the product but he watched 
these crowd reactions, these great moments, this universal acclaim. They're drawing money. They're selling out buildings. And Vince is a money guy. Even if he doesn't like somebody personally, like a Daniel Bryan or whatnot, if the people like it, if it's drawing money, he'll go with it. So you sat back, Vince McMahon, since July and watched this product flourish under the direction of Triple H where everything is flowing and there's a story being told only to come back and think that your way is better. No, we're going to go back to tearing up the scripts. Like he didn't learn anything while he was away. Well, except how to grow that mustache. Oh yeah. He's got that Gomez. He's got that Tony Stark look. Maybe so that's could, what it is. Maybe back thinking people think we're going to think he's a different person because he's <laughs> jet black. He's got the mustache. Maybe he thinks if people think I'm a different person, they won't bring up these allegations. He just grew the mustache so he could twirl it after, uh, you know, cackling after disappointing okay. the fans last night. Uh, so NXT tonight, we had a lot of recaps to stand and deliver. Um, and we open with Indy Hartwell, our new NXT women's champion coming out and uh, being very gracious, very gracious to the crowd talking about her journey. I mean, look, we've been saying for months, Indy's got to get called up. There's nothing left for her to do in NXT. I think it's interesting where they go with this, but what did you think she said that Roxanne Perez... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba deserves the first title shot but then zoe stark came out to set up the match for for later tonight what did you think of this opening segment alfred i thought it was a fine opening segment i thought it was a pretty good segment she uh, indy hartwell came off as a very big baby face and people very much embraced this title run uh, my one concern with this segment is that no dexter loomis and i don't even think she mentioned mm. dexter loomis so i think that index reunion was a one-off which i think is a big mistake i think they need to be back together and i'm not geeked for this title run if there will be no dexter loomis so maybe they're going to do something where he keeps interfering in her matches but i thought it was a fine opening segment and uh, indy hartwell i mean i didn't think she was going to win but the way they put her over with Dexter Loomis, I thought was the right call. And it'll be interesting to see how long this run goes. Cause I do think they're building up for Roxanne to take it back. I mean, it's very interesting what we saw later tonight. I was saying that, you know, I could, I would almost do a different style of women's championship run with Indy because look, her character for better or worse, you know, has suffered um, in being defined outside of her relationship with Dexter and the way, right. Yeah. So part of my thought was that she would give these women, these title shots and then, you know, Zoe would com uh, compete against her. Uh, Nikita would interfere. Gigi would get the shot. JC would interfere. Like, we would basically just keep spinning off all these additional stories, keeping these existing stories going till we find the great feud. But it looks like, I don't know. I, th I think we got a, a three-way, uh, a fatal, uh, or a triple threat in the, in the works based on where this went later tonight. And... Um, you know, it might surprise people who I think really stood out in that segment, given what we've talked about, uh, who we want to see get that title. But I thought this was a good opening. And uh, we followed this from Pretty Deadly versus Tony D'Angelo and Stax. How over are Tony D'Angelo and Stax? Very over. Should have won. I don't understand. I don't get this Gallus thing, man. I don't know why no, they keep I don't at all. Gallus over. Uh, it was just, and the match wasn't even all that great. I thought Tony D'Angelo and uh, Stax should have won. 
And I thought they were over again. Now they've got this new thing with the A thing that's going to get over even bigger. So I think people are ready for them to be champions. And I think it's only a matter of time before they win those titles. But they shouldn't pull a Cody Rhodes and wait too long. Just put the titles on them when they're ready. You don't have to wait a year. There are no rules. Put the titles on them. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, here's the difference between promotions, okay? I don't care for Braun Breaker. Uh, curious where they're going with him now. I think Gallus is the men's tag team champions is like, you might as well just have two cardboard cutouts of wrestlers and put the belts on them. They're about yeah. as charismatic, but <laughs> the rest of the show and the rest of the roster and what they give us week in and week out. NXT is my favorite promotion. Roman's the champ. Cody's the champ. Sammy's the champ. Hornswoggle's the champ. Doesn't matter if the overall product on raw and SmackDown treated the rest of the roster, the storylines, the women's division, the diversity. You give me that, I don't care who's the champion. That's where the proof is in the pudding with NXT. Yeah, I I've loved um, NXT, and I, I think SmackDown is my favorite show. We'll see how it's being booked you know, this see, week. Who's, we'll Cody gonna get, who's Cody Rhodes going to get beat up by on Friday yeah. on SmackDown? <laughs> the Undertaker's coming back. He's going to tombstone Cody Rhodes on Friday. Uh, and then Shane McMahon will come out and beat him up, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, NXT is up there. I love NXT. I have a very fun watching it. And uh, it's just a two-hour show that flows right by. And I thought this was a great, this was a better version of Raw after WrestleMania. They treated this like a Raw after Mania with the surprises they had, with the big angle to go off the show, which is a staple of Raw after Mania. But uh, it seemed like the, some of the debuts, like Noam Dar is back. Mm -hmm. uh, I liked it. No, so pretty deadly heels in this match. They won the match. They cheated to steal a victory from the baby faces, Tony D'Angelo and Stax now pretty deadly are pretty dead to me. <laughs> Nicely done. And their heels. I, I, very surprised by the heel turn. I thought this hosting was going to be a way to turn them baby face because I thought they were phenomenal hosts. And I thought leading up to the event, they were doing a great job as hosts with their stand and deliver thing that I thought they were trying to get over as baby faces, only for them to go right back heel. And, and they're great heels. I won't take anything away from them. I'm just surprised that they decided to go in that direction. Alicia A agreeing. Yep, this was the true Raw after Mania. This agree, was a great show tonight. This was a lot of fun. I had I, I I was exhausted today after what we've been through the past few days. Just even watching it at home as a fan, this was exhausting. And this came on tonight, and I you know I was like, let's cook. We are not going to order. And I had pep in my step. I'm in the kitchen, and I'm chopping things, and I'm cooking things. And I was energized right. by this show tonight. It was uh, a fantastic viewing experience. Just proving once again that whatever happens, we must keep Vincent Kennedy McMahon away from NXT. <laughs> it's coming. You better, you better not jinx it. Let me tell you something right now. First, he's going to get Triple H up out of there on the main roster. And then just like before he left, him and Uncle Bruce are going to go down to NXT and it'll turn right back into NXT 2.0. We might even get the pretty colors back. Yeah, I mean, NXT 2.0, it has some lesser moments, but all in all, the, the experiment, I think, worked out uh, decently. Um, but yeah, pretty deadly got that win tonight. <sighs> D'Angelo, like put, put, please put a title on this man. Yes. They should be the tag team champions. I will say, and this is a credit to Tony D'Angelo. I put him in that undertaker or Jake, the snake category, even more accurately where I don't think he needs a title. Uh, I would love to see him win it. I would be very geeked about it. I don't uh, think he needs it because he's such a great character, but I would love to see him win it. And I do think that it's inevitable that they will win uh, the title. I agree. Uh, we saw a JC Jane video. I have to say really quick too, uh, yeah. during WrestleMania weekend, I've met so many great people. I saw Bianca Belair again and Grayson Wall and whatnot. I walked by Tony D'Angelo and Stax. 
I got legitimately starstruck. I walked by the goat. I was in his presence. It was my moment to at least, whether it's say hi, say how much I support him. A lot of wrestlers watch this podcast, by the way, uh, Glenn. Uh, that's, I found out and talking to people uh, around. But I walked by Tony D'Angelo's stacks. That was my moment. I got starstruck. That's how much of a yeah. goat he is. Passes the airport test. Oh, yeah. Passes the private jet test. Any type of flight. The helicopter test. He passes the spaceship. He passes the rocket ship test. Um, so JC Jane putting Gigi Dolan on notice after JC cost Gigi that opportunity during the latter match crowd was really behind Gigi on Saturday. Yes, they very much. I love these ladder matches because they're a good tenor. Uh, I think that's another important thing on ladder matches. Good tenor to see how over people are. Because you see this in Money in the Bank every year where somebody will start climbing the ladder and they'll either cheer or they'll be like, no, 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 no. And I think this year LA Knight's going to be that guy when he's in that Money in the Bank ladder match. Anytime he even touches that ladder, they're going to go crazy for him as LA Knight continues to get more over. You mean Max Dupree? Yes, Max Dupree is going to be – well, who knows what Vince – here's the thing about Vince. Remember, he was Max Dupree when Vince was around. Vince saw nothing in the guy. So if I'm L.A. Knight, poor guy, like he's just now starting to get really over, arguably the most over guy this weekend of WrestleMania, and wow. it's all probably going to come crashing down because Vince McMahon's like, why the hell – who the hell is L.A. Knight? Where's Max Dupree? <laughs> uh, Dijak took on Odyssey Jones. Hard-hitting match, but Dijak pulled out the win. Dijak did. Uh, Shouts to Odyssey Jones. He seems to come and go. They're not very consistent with him, uh, and I think they do have something in the guy. I think he's very charismatic. I think he's a huge big man who could really move, and I think they should start doing something with him now that we're raw after Mania or post-WrestleMania season. I think uh, Odyssey Jones is somebody they should do something with. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I think uh, there's a, there's a couple of people sort of laying in wait right now that that really deserve some sort of push, uh, but he's definitely on that list. Um, Joe Coffey was back tonight with Gallus. Yes, Joe Coffey, and another kind of call up or debut, whatever you want to call it, that had a raw after Mania feel, and maybe he'll be the magic serum that injects anything interesting into this tag team. And I'm not sure if people saw it. I had to look it up. Remember when NXT UK got sunsetted? last year and it was like well nxt europe's gonna launch in 2023 and i was looking and they're like yeah we hope by the end of 2023 nxt europe is gonna be launched yeah they keep uh, they keep moving the goalposts as they said the way they did with cody rhodes uh, where he has to keep waiting but uh, it looks like that nxt europe is on delay until further notice i think it has something to do with this sale i think yeah. i don't know if they're going to be putting this large-scale project together until all the i's are dotted and the t's are crossed with this endeavor sale no, absolutely. Uh, Dragon Lee versus Nathan Frazier. Dragon Lee, everybody's prediction to win that North American title match uh, did not, in an amazing show of restraint mm -hmm. from booking, uh, from hotshotting a brand new superstar in NXT. But what did you think of Dragon Lee's match with Nathan Frazier tonight? Yeah, and that's a great point. I thought the match was incredible. I think Dragon Lee is incredible, but you bring up a very good point, Glenn, and I think that is something that we're learning about Shawn Michaels is he is of the mindset, it seems, that you aren't going to just come in here and be the biggest star and win your first match. You kind of got to climb up the ladder no matter who you are. So not only did he not win, he wasn't pinned, but he did not win his debut match. Also, he's not being pegged as the guy who's going to go after the North American title, even though yeah. you could argue, oh, he wasn't pinned, so now he has a gripe. No, no, no. Wesley called out Axiom, and they're doing Wesley and Axiom. So they're not even hey, having Dragon Axiom League has challenge. earned that. Axiom went yeah. from a failed experiment 
to uh, one of the most over superstars in NXT and more power to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I would like to answer, obviously, somebody coming in late, uh, Reaper Brink. Why is Alfred in black glasses? I am mourning, Reaper. We are in mourning. It is Tuesday morning, spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, because I am mourning the loss of Cody Rhodes. I am also mourning the end of the Triple H era and the beginning of the toxic Vince McMahon era. We are in mourning. It is a dark day in WWE. Yeah. It absolutely is. I'm also mourning my feud with QT Marshall. I now follow him on Twitter. That's good. I think, you know, we need to let the healing begin. Alfred. We do. You're right. We do. Um, so Noam Dar appeared tonight at ringside with his NXT UK Heritage Cup, which I forgot was ever a thing until he showed up with it tonight. Yeah, I, I thought I forgot it was a thing, too. And it was that rounds matches that they used to do. So it'll be interesting to see how they bring that back into NXT and how over it gets with this crowd. I mean, the thing is with these crowds, they're in front of the same people every week. And you know WWE is starting to get restless with this. They're starting to encourage people to bring their friends and family to switch things up. And I think something like the Heritage Cup division is something that could be new to this crowd. It's just something yeah. different for this crowd that sees the same people every single week or these wrestlers that see the same people. It's something different for them to do to get the crowd engaged. Well, and now that Noam Dar is back, where is Alicia Fox? I think that yes. is the money pairing that will I see that. work wonders in NXT. Let's go. They were so fun together. They were. They were that NXT. Oh no, it was a two five live, right? Yeah, two five live. Yeah, that was a good pairing. I, I thought they were very good together. Yeah. Uh, so we went from that to Chase U class and session. Duke Hudson's going to have an award. I hope for an MVP award next week. I hope MVP is there for Duke Hudson's MVP award. <laughs> Me too. I absolutely love these Chase U segments. I think they're getting funnier and funnier. And I love that Duke Hudson did the double swerve. And now he's all the way back in and he's all into Chase U. And who knows if this is going to last, but I, I think Duke Hudson has been phenomenal. I really do think he has been the MVP in Chase U uh, the past month or so. And I like what they're doing with him. Thea Hale actually is. Thea Hale I is. Prefer. She's been the MVP. Okay, I think always that. the MVP. Um, but no, good thing they retained control of the university. Yes, we'll see. Uh, Very what surprising. Happens. Hey, it I would know. be funny if uh, you know. It's a good thing that they didn't put Schism over because if the reports are true and Schism or two members of Schism have demanded a release, I mean, this would be a big angle to have to change on the fly uh, if they don't want to be there anymore and they own Chase U. Two teachers going on a teacher strike. <laughs> That would be incredible if the cult <laughs> got control and then they were like, we should unionize. <laughs> you know, I think that'd be fantastic. Great storytelling. Um, so then we had uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn <clears throat> discussing their victory at Stand and Deliver. And they feel a presence, a challenge coming, which I like that they're kind of teasing it. I want, you know, what, what if it's damage control? I, th I think that would be very fun way to uh, spice things up a little bit in NXT. If I was damage control, I would want to be in NXT just to hide from Vince, you know? <laughs> so that maybe it should be damage control. Yeah, it's like the witness relocation program for wrestlers. <laughs> uh, but Indy Hartwell and Zoe Stark for the NXT Women's Championship. Good match. Everybody got their stuff in. Indy got the win, still champion. He kind of stole the win quickly in that quick reversal. Yes. Uh, thievery win. Not a very babyface win, but Indy Hartwell 
one and O as NXT champion. And I need Dexter Loomis in this. I will not be nearly as into this if there's no Dexter Loomis. They are yin and yang. I don't think any wrestler is as elevated by the other wrestler as Indy Hartwell is by Dexter Loomis and vice versa. Yeah. Well, after this match, Tiffany Stratton headed to the ring, made it clear she's coming for Indy's title. We saw that coming. We know Tiffany Stratton is someone that NXT is big on. The fans are behind. Looks like a million bucks, ready to go as uh, the standard bearer for the NXT women's division. But then surprisingly, Cora Jade, who we haven't seen in a while, attacked from behind. And look, I know I have been critical as of others in the past that Cora, in her previous gimmick, um, lacked a certain gravitas that made her maybe look a little younger um, and not as ready to be at the top position for, for a long title reign. But I have to say tonight she had it, man. Yeah. Whatever she's doing differently. Like I believed it tonight in the way she attacked. So I, I think it's going to be a three-way feud with her, Tiffany and Indy for this title. And I could also see Cora Jade being the person who takes the title off of Indy. Uh, maybe even Tiffany Stratton and down the road, maybe Roxanne gets it back from one of those heels. But great to see Cora back. And another Raw after WrestleMania type moment where somebody shows up after being away for a while. And I thought they did a good job of this. I thought Cora Jade looked good in there. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she's got to offer moving forward in terms of whether or not she wins that title. Because I do think that Indy Hartwell's title reign is going to be a short one. I don't think it's going to be long. I think they had a great idea, and Indy's going to be a good babyface champion for the time being, but I don't expect this to be a long title reign. I mean, I think ultimately the plan is to get it back on Roxanne, but yes. I think um, I could see Tiffany holding it for a couple months till Fox or USA or Vince. Oh, my God. If Vince sees Tiffany Stratton, like, yeah, she's on the main roster. Day. Yeah, she'll be women's. She'll beat Rhea tomorrow if he sees Tiffany <laughs> <laughs> Stratton. <laughs> Um, but then I think it's going to be back to Roxanne for a while. So we'll see. This is cool tonight. Um, really enjoyed that. We saw Keanu James and Brooks Jensen in the middle of an argument. And here's what we found out. She kind of was unfaithful because they weren't official, but the kiss changed things and who knows. And, um, Alfred, uh, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, this feud jumped the shark. They didn't pay it off at Stand and Deliver. It was actually a very underwhelming match and a pretty underwhelming finish. And now it looks like the payoff in some ways is, yeah, I kind of cheated on you and I don't want anything to do with you. And I haven't heard the name Sebastian in a while, so I don't even know if they're going to pay that off. So what was one of my favorite feuds and one of the reasons I strongly considered going to Stand and Deliver because I thought they were going to have a big moment for this. I thought Sebastian might even be Jay White or something like that. Yeah. But now I... I don't care as much, and I don't think they're going to have a good payoff for this. No, I think having it be no Amdar, like they could have done something to tie it into a return, to give it a payoff. Yeah, and, and that was a report that Jay White looks like he's unlikely for WWE. It looks like he's unlikely to go to WWE based on recent okay. negotiations. Brett Murphy, $5, saying, I would not be shocked come Friday if Karrion Cross wears that stupid mask down to the ring. Hashtag uh -oh. Vince Strikes Again. How many people do you think are just walking on eggshells and terrified? I mean, you put L.A. Knight in that category. You put Karrion Cross, Dakota Kai, basically any one of the hundreds of people who were cut while Vince McMahon was in charge. It's funny because Vince McMahon is back, which is scary in and of itself to some of these people who brought back. They've also sold the company. And you know what happens after they sell the company. It's like they're taking on all this debt 
So they're going to have to yeah. pare down the company. So there are a million reasons why people are going to get fired. This is going to happen. And it's very unfortunate. But if I'm a lot of people in WWE outside of Roman Reigns, I would be terrified. Yeah. Seals Blue Devil, $1.99 saying, if we don't get King Dom, I quit watching WWE. Oh, King Dom would be dope, man. And he could be like a Latin King. You know, he could go into that thing. Like, like, like yeah. Lord Panios. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, man, Dominic Mysterio. That's and that that's that's great booking. That it didn't matter who won that match between Ray and Dom. You're right. I thought Dom should have won, but Ray winning was a great moment. Another huge pop, uh, and it was fantastic match. When Bad Bunny took that chain away from Dom, was such a huge reaction to that, and I thought it was such a great match and storyline. Conan gave the greatest Hall of Fame speech in history, whether it's an induction or a speech or anything. I thought I thought that induction should have gone into the Hall of Fame because Conan was so great inducting Ray, and they did such a great job with that. And some of the Final great moments of the Triple H era was that induction ceremony and the angle with Don. So, kind of a surprising match. Oh, and we uh, we had uh, condolences set out to Bushwhacker, which yeah, is uh, very sad. Bushwhacker Butch Miller's family, uh, his recent passing, which was talked about last night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Um, Ivy Nile versus Tatum Paxley, and Ivy Nile getting a win, and then with uh, Creed. Yeah, so we're, you know, Ivy Nile looking good. I mean, I thought she should have stayed undefeated as a killer, but they're up and down, and they haven't been very consistent with this feud because I thought this was going to be on the stand-and-deliver card. This is something that's been simmering for a long time now. I thought they did deserve to be on stand-and-deliver, but it was fine to have the match that they did. Uh, it was an yeah. okay match. and fun. I'm a fan of Ivy Nile, man. I think they should do something with her, too. No, I agree. I just I like that they're booking more women's matches that don't have titles involved. I think that's a yeah. healthy sign of an active division. Um, but yeah, Ivy got that win. We saw Illa Dragon off backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell, interrupted by Von Wagner, and uh, Robert Stone throwing down the ultimatum that if uh, Wagner loses, he's done. Mister Stone is done with Von Wagner. Really put over Ilya. Dragunov and then Von Wagner is this monster and Ilya Dragunov's like half the size but Robert Stone is like do not fight Ilya Dragunov you do not yeah. want that smoke like really kind of burying uh, Von Wagner but I do expect them to split apart and they're going to do something different they've been teasing this gimmick change with Von Wagner for what I feel like has been at least a month and we have not gotten it so I don't know if they're still working on it I don't know if they've even come up with anything for Von Wagner but it'll be very interesting to see what they have for him that they think will get him over what gimmick would you put? I'm going to say that uh, he hosts a YouTube cooking vlog, and he's oh, also passionate about dominating people in the ring. Oh, there you go. I think he should be a breakdancing 1980s uh, Boogaloo shrimp dancer, and they should really teach him. They should really you know, teach him. He should spend months. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe he's learning how to do a breakdancing routine so that one night he just breaks it out, and it just hits you by surprise. Like windmill, dolphin dive, head spin. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, not just the robot thing where he's doing the arm thing. Like, no, oh, I no, want no, no, no. I want windmills. He's got to do it all. He's got to break out the cardboard box. I want the boom box on the shoulder. Absolutely. Von Wagner, the breakdancing DJ. Oh, it'd be great. Uh, well, Wesley took on Axiom for the North American Championship. And holy shit, is Axiom over now? Uh, even in defeat here tonight, he looked like a million bucks. People love Axiom. His performance in the ring was phenomenal. Some of these moves tonight, when he did that that uh, that snatch and grab with his legs and the arms and pulled West down, like 
this was really, really cool. And then even in defeat, he was over with West retaining, which I mean, you agree that's the right call, right? Like West shouldn't lose this. Yeah, I love that they retain. And it's funny because slowly but surely, this is turning back into the old NXT where it's no longer a pure developmental the way it was under NXT 2.0. We've got the super indie trying to, I mean, started to bubble back up to where Dragon Lee's here now. Axiom certainly isn't a developmental type talent. This guy knows exactly what he's doing. Same thing with Nathan Frazier. Same thing with Wes Lee. We're now getting actual workers who are coming in here and the wrestling has vastly improved in NXT past being a pure developmental. Yeah. Well, and then as if Axiom couldn't be any more over, a message from Scripps oh, God, played on the guy. screens. <laughs> Scripps came out trying to blindside him. Axiom just, just destroyed Scripps with a super kick. I hope this is the end of Scripps and Reggie. I think it is. Reggie's got to be on NXT. Like Scripps, it was funny. We got a lot of mileage out of it, but please let Reggie be Reggie. R.I.P. Man, this was just. I was completely shocked and, and confused as to how this happened because they do this big production segment where you can hear his voice like the Wizard of Oz, yeah. daunting, and it seems like they're just teasing something, like he's not even going to show up. He does show up this before his feet even touch the floor of getting in the ring. He gets kicked in the face, and that's the end of that. You cannot come back from that. It's over. Like the, They couldn't have buried this guy anymore by having him do this big production and just get kicked in the face immediately. It's over. Yeah, it's done. Reggie is a superstar. Scripps was funny. Um, so closing segment, we hear from Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. This was really nice. Carmelo was putting Braun over. Carmelo and Trick were, were hyping up the win at Stand and Deliver, talking about the new era NXT with him as the NXT champion, thanking the NXT universe. This would have been a really feel-good moment had it ended with the hands being raised. But before we got to what happened, what did you think? What did you think of this segment? I didn't trust it. I mean, I thought it was a good segment. I thought they did a good job, but you knew something was going to happen. You knew Carmelo being a heel until now. We essentially got a double turn. And Braun Breaker really being the person who's booting that match, you knew there was going to be a turn. I did expect uh, what we got in terms of Braun Breaker uh, turning on Carmelo. And I well, thought it was a good segment. I thought it was uh, very well done. Braun's got that dog in him. And he, uh, he attacked Carmelo and went off the air looking dominant. I was hoping he was done, man. But it looks like we're going to go one more round with these two. Yeah, very strange that he's a heel now. And I, I, I love this. Uh, comment left by rally cap and standing Braun Cora, a heel couple Braun breaker and Cora Jade are dating in real life. Really? The streets tell me that. And I think they'd be a phenomenal heel couple. I think that's what he'd need. I know you and Issa uh, criticized Braun breaker for being maybe limited in promos or whatnot. And I've always said, wait till this man turns heel. And when he turns heel and he gets to play a different character, especially if they give him Cora Jade, I think it's going to be an incredible act. Uh, I think he's going to be a very good heel. And what I love about this heel turn, Braun Breaker has a gripe. He has a reason to do what he did. He got screwed out of his title. Trick Williams, after being kicked out, it was the same finish they did with Cody. Mm. Trick Williams was kicked out. He comes back. He screws Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker was screwed out of this title. He should have been mad. He should have turned. And they make the best heels when a heel turns, but he has a good reason for it, but he's being a jerk about it. So I think this is going to be incredible. Yeah. Crazy. Um, absolutely crazy to think about what could happen now. But I thought when Braun was being gracious and real, I thought that was the most likable I've seen Braun Breaker. Yeah. 
they did a good job. They've done a good job because I think it's because they're both very much friends. And you know, talking to Carmelo uh, Hayes, who also watches this podcast, shots to Carmelo Hayes if you're oh, watching. Yes. He was saying that it almost seemed like it was him and Braun against the world. He was not talking about this match like an opponent or whatnot. Hmm. He was talking about it like we want to prove a lot of people wrong. A lot of people didn't give us a chance with NXT. And I think they wanted to go out there and have a great match to show everybody that this NXT era is not dead. You know, they were looked at as you know, the, the faces of a new and dead era of NXT that's not the black and gold era. And they really wanted to prove some people wrong. So that legitimate, genuine uh, chemistry that they had, I think, is what it was. I think that's why Braun was so likable and, you know, giving his flowers to Carmelo and vice yeah, versa. Yeah, I was happy with that. I was like, this is a very nice way for Braun to go out. He debuts on SmackDown Friday and we see what happens. But nope, they're going to keep running this. Um, and we'll see. I mean... Maybe I saying Braun better not go heel. Braun better not go fishing with other wrestlers. <laughs> He'll push him off the boat. I love what Actually, <laughs> that's what should happen. Apollo should try and take Braun out and be like, "You you lost your way, Braun." And then Braun just pushes him off the boat. <laughs> we never see him again. What's going on? I thought we were going to have something with Apollo and Daba. Tonight. Yeah, they they've been teasing this feud and then it's been going away. So I have no idea. Maybe Daba's getting called up. Oh, maybe. Uh, hey, I'm. That almost Brock match, like, and Vince is back in charge. Vince wants Daba, but almost and Brock, way better than it had any right to be. So I think Vince is good. I think Von Wagner, Daba, I think any anyone, you know, pushing seven feet, anyone over 6'6 six, six in NXT has got a good shot at a call-up before Yeah, that's why I think else. it's come back. And as I've been saying since the day this was announced, and I've been saying it time and again on this podcast, I've been saying it on Pro Wrestling Bits, YouTube Pro Wrestling Bits just dropped some new stuff tonight, and I've been saying that this Brock Lesnar-Omos match is going to be better than anybody thinks because it's going to be a spectacle. And my God, was that crowd molten for this match. I've never seen Brock cheered like that, like he was an underdog babyface in this bear hug. They were wrestling a 1985 babyface versus heel style match using the oldest tricks in the book. And it Mm -hmm. worked to perfection in front of this crowd. I loved it. Absolutely. Uh, But, you know, I just just want everyone to think for a second what we were robbed of with this WWE UFC merger and Shane McMahon coming back and Raw Underground returning to our screens. We will never know what was planned for Shane's return. Well, he could still do Raw Underground with one leg. He could just be on crutches, and he could just be doing his thing with Omos. Oh, I'm sure in his booking, he was going to be the champion somehow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Give it a couple months. When he comes back healed, he'll be champion. By WrestleMania Uh, 40, he will beat Cody Rhodes for the championship, and people will tell Cody that he needs to wait another year because it's Shane's time. Seals Blue Devil Buck 99. Big E beats Roman. That's WWE's way of saying sorry for Cody. Look, I would love to see Big E just back in the ring doing anything right now. I mean, I would love to see Big E back too. There was a great tribute that they had at Wild I heard. Big E that got him all emotional. I thought it was incredible. And listen, man. I think Cody Rhodes winning the title should be their way of saying sorry. They will never have a better opportunity. Don't believe this bullshit spin by Triple H. WrestleMania is where stories go to end. Your stories don't continue forever. You know what type of stories continue forever? The ones that suck. You know what type of movies go on forever? The ones that you walk out on. Stories don't go forever. The story should have ended at WrestleMania, period. In fact... In the WWE games in GM mode, if you've got a four-star feud that is fully built and you do not pay it off the pay-per-view and try and keep it going beyond that, like Triple H comes on screen and like criticizes you. Yeah, exactly. Find something new. 
It's like when Kane had to yank Mr. T off the stage at the Hall of Fame. If he would have gone forever, do you want his story and his promo to continue forever? It, it went from being a great Hall of Fame induction speech to then going on too long where they had to play him off the stage. They need to play this feud off the stage. Play the bloodline off the stage. Uh, Kier Kemp, $1.99, saying Braun should adopt Scott Steiner's heel style. Yes, I love that chat. I absolutely agree. I want to see Big Papa Braun. I want Braun to have the mustache. Listen, Cora Jade came out dressed like Asia. Or what was the woman's name? I think it was Asia, right? Uh, um, that Scott Steiner was with. He, oh. he came out dressed like that. So I, I, I'm telling you right now, I think that uh, we're going to get heel Scott Steiner era Braun Breaker. Brett Murphy, $5, saying, so now with all this S going on with Vince, should Jay White just say, screw it, I'm not going to WWE? It was Medeja is who I'm thinking of, Medeja. Ah. But, uh, yeah, that's another thing about Vince McMahon being back is it's going to discourage. You're hearing all these reports of locker room morale being down, and a lot of these reports are coming from people who want that spin out there. Don't ever really trust too much wrestling journalism. You, you, there's always an agenda, so who knows if any of these reports are true. But I would 100% believe that locker room morale would be down with Vince McMahon back in charge. So if you see the locker room morale down and all these free agents are looking at it, the thing that I would be – confident in in terms of aew free agents the thing that wwe's saving grace is is that they have the two biggest super agents in the world in ari emmanuel who the ari gold character is based on and nick khan who are mm. probably number one and two between that that's all of hollywood so i mean they are two of the greatest negotiators and having them negotiate with free agents would make me very nervous if i'm tony khan knowing that they could just put these people in movies a uh, jade cargill i think is as good as gone with wwe and i hope she goes there because ari and nick khan will make her a bigger star possibly than the rock if she goes to wwe wow. and tony khan has no idea what to do with jade cargill and that audience isn't for jade cargill that nerdy dorky hardcore audience look i'm doing the anti-aew thing again i said i was going to be nicer to these people but that audience with aew does not know what to do with jade cargill neither does tony khan so i think jade cargill is as good as gone now that you have these agents in wwe john jordan ten dollar super chat saying joining late first off thank you john for the super chat and thank you for joining late saying lost my playoff hockey game tonight condolences Cody lost and got smashed. Vince's stupid dick dastardly mustache is trying us all. Boys, come visit me in Florida and let's get the world back on its axis. Let's go. John Jordan is my guy. I would love to come to Florida. I, I will go to Florida to do stand-up uh, this year. I hear it's a great scene, particularly Orlando. But uh, let me know where you're at, and I'll definitely hit you up, and we'll hang out. Florida's a beautiful place to visit. My brother had his bachelor party in Florida. Oh. And it was lit. I loved it. Miami was excellent. There you go. So that was NXT tonight. WrestleMania weekend officially comes to a close. Friday, SmackDown. A dark day. How will Cody fall even further down? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to ruin this more. This story everybody wants him to keep telling. This never-ending book everybody wants WWE. Not everybody. The Roman Reigns truthers want everybody to keep writing. So we'll see how this goes. But I'm very nervous. Very, very nervous. Uh, Triple H should be like, uh, hey, Cody, um, the dude that walks through the stands and sells pretzels called in sick today. Uh, really hate to ask this, but be a pal. Take one for the team. And we just need you to work concessions tonight. Cody, we're going to need you in catering. We need you to heat up these burritos, okay? We want it at medium temperature at best. Vince loves his burritos with ketchup on them, too. Can yes. you please get him one? Can you get Vince some ketchup? We're out of ketchup. <laughs> he needs it. And it's got to be Heinz. Not the healthy stuff. We want full corn syrup. You know, 
Yeah. Thank you for making me laugh to keep me from crying, Glenn, because I may or may not have been crying behind these glasses at points in this podcast. Crazy, man. I mean, look, I watch this is the problem with the WrestleMania season. You know, it's like the championship means more. Um, I think the bloodline storyline with Sammy was incredible. I think they did a commendable job of getting that storyline shifted to Cody and Roman. And um, I'm not a fan of super long title reigns. I think they're boring. I think they're predictable. And the problem is that they eat up so much oxygen. You know, that's again, the one thing with NXT, I like that they don't make the title reigns. They don't book that at the expense of everything. Whereas on SmackDown and to a lesser extent, raw, like it, it feels like it's, you know, a good half the show some weeks. Yeah. And I think it would be very good if they didn't, make these so long because we have seen these long title reigns with like Mandy Rose and a Braun Breaker and the short title reigns will be a good way to switch it up. Although I don't think they should beat the A plus champion in Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. We'll see what happens, man. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Issa will be back on Friday. The three of us back together again, and I'm sure the trash talk will continue in the meantime, follow Alfred, send your condolences to at this is nasty. Please. He's uh, he's, he needs some copium and some hopium. Yeah. Uh, Let's go, afraid, Cody. He's afraid that like and Vogue, Cody ain't ever going to get it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Give me a follow. If you like the podcast, like, share, subscribe, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a comment in the chat, and we will catch you back here next time. Tomorrow night, AEW coverage. A lot of people's favorite promotion once again. Uh, yeah, we'll my Friday. new favorite promotion. Let's go. AT. I cannot wait for QTV tomorrow. Let me just say, yes. I will be putting AEW over ad nauseum tomorrow, and I cannot wait for QTV. Let's go, QT. There you go. We'll kiss you back next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.